Hospital Radio for Torbay. So I'm Paul and he's Hugh. I'm here. Yes. Today's show is being broadcast in Aromarama. Oh. <laughs> so sniff. Yeah. Yes. There's lots of sniffing going on. It was great, wasn't it? Aromarama. It was, yeah. It's better than Smellovision. Yeah, I just you've got to be careful when you come up with these sort of brand names, haven't you? Yeah, Smellovision just doesn't even sound good. It's a great concept. I think, you know, it'd work for radio, wouldn't it? Well, it's got a, yeah, radio is probably a bit limited, I suppose. You've just got to get people to use their imagination. Call it Smellow Listen. Smellow Listen? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think we're smelling too bad. Let's talk about animals. Yeah, oh, let's. Now, before Christmas, you shared something with us that you, with your family, you just got to buy one present for one member and you'd got your... My, my niece, Emily... But she, uh, I, I'm not sure. I may have made the whole thing up. I think, but I thought she. <laughs> now you tell me. I thought she'd asked me for a raccoon trap. Yes. So I did some research on raccoon traps, which is what we we're discussing. So anyway, I haven't bought a raccoon trap or sent one, but I know a lot more about them than I did. Yeah. Well, I've done some research, which I've I've got here in front of me, and it tells me that raccoons are round, fuzzy creatures with bushy tails and a black mask of fur that covers their eye area. These animals may look cute and cuddly, but they can be quite fearsome when approached. Well, yeah, you, did, you, you explained to me how you should frighten off a raccoon as well, should it be coming towards you in a threatening manner. And you said you have to make yourself bigger yes, and throw it. stones at it. <laughs> I, do. I, I would never... There are other ways to um, tell a, a, a raccoon to leave. Okay. Um, they can be as big as small dogs, so, you know, you didn't want to muck right. about with them. No, you don't, no. Yes. I, I, I think they do get into people's homes. They are, they're definitely a pest in some, some parts of America. You can't, I think it's legal to trap them. I have found out that they like to make homes in barns and abandoned vehicles. Right. So don't yeah. leave your don't vehicle leave for too, <laughs> too long. Don't leave your window open. No, no. Because they'll be in there. Yeah. And they're more than happy to make human areas their homes. Yes, but they, they can be viscous. Viscous. Viscous, Nasty. yes. Mm. Viscous, mm. yes. Or vicious. So be particularly cautious when approaching a raccoon because they're common carriers of rabies, roundworms and leptocirrhosis or something like that. Well, that sounds but, messy, whatever it is. Yeah, but if you've got rabies, the other, who cares yeah. about the rest <laughs> of it? Most experts do not recommend having a raccoon as a pet. I'm happy to believe that, having found out quite a lot more about them. No, I don't think I'd go there at all. No. No. You know, I know about porcupines. I've met a porcupine once. Well, tell me about a porcupine. Well, it was a long time ago. I was a student and I was um, canoeing down a river um, with a friend and we stopped to um, answer a call of nature, which I was doing behind a tree. And I raised my eyes and at eye level, there was a raccoon sitting in the hole in the tree staring ra- at me. A raccoon or a porcupine? No, a porcupine. Did I say raccoon? <laughs> you did, yes. When I say raccoon, I mean porcupine. Yeah, he's very old, listener. <laughs> very old. So anyway, there was this porcupine, and I thought, well, it's all right as long as it's looking at me, because I'm not faced with its prickles. Then it turned round. Oh. And when you consider the nature of the, the activity I was involved with, yes, behind the tree, turning round is not a good thing. So I legged it very, very quickly. <laughs> but fortunately, so did the porcupine, straight up a tree. Ah. It was big. They're at least the size of a raccoon. Are they? Well, oh, yeah. Small dog size. Yeah, small dog size. Yeah. This one looked quite big dog size. Did it have long prickles? It did have long prickles. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes. 
What about muskrats? Do you know much about muskrats? No, I know nothing at all about muskrats. Well, Beavers a little bit, but muskrats. No, well, um, they're similar. They're large rodents, and uh, they're related to rats, mice, voles, gerbils, hamsters, and lemmings. Okay. See, I know a lot about these. You do. These aquatic animals look a lot like their relatives. They're quite round with short legs. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to stop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that, Paul. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's okay. I was as bad as you. It was um, the muskrat relatives that I know, <laughs> sorted I, I know. me out. Well, um, the good news is that muskrats are not dangerous to humans, but they oh, can—they can cause damage in your backyard, right, and in your pond. And it's a good <laughs> idea to get your muskrat out of the pond as soon as you see them. Right. I'll—I'll I'll have a look as soon as I get um, home. Trapping. Trapping is not a long-term solution, so don't go out and buy a muskrat trap. Right. And strangely, I found a song about muskrats. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> no, no, this is a proper song. This is a, this it's is not a muskrat eating anything, is it? No. Because no, then no. you'd know what the bait was, wouldn't I, you? Well, exactly, yeah. But carrots. finds it's a carrot. Yes. Really. Maybe they like carrots. We'll, we'll look it up. We'll let you know. Um, this is uh, Muskrat Love, and it's the Captain Antony Hall. You stop that tapping. That was galloping. Yeah, there's a muskrat galloping, galloping off. Galloping away. Galloping away, yes. Um, yeah, Captain and Tennille, uh, Muskrat Love from 1970, blah, something. Well, it was a nice gentle song. Were those muskrat noises in yeah, it, during it? They were real muskrats. Real they had, muskrats. They had them in the studio. They're kind of gurgling, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they had them in a bucket. <laughs> Squirrels. We're going to finish the rodent section. Yeah, okay. Well, it's the kind. It's kind of we've had an issue at home with squirrels. Uh, well, I live in a, an old thatched house, and I think they like the warmth of the attic. And uh, I was clearing out the airing cupboard the other day, as you do, and a squirrel leapt out at me <laughs> and <laughs> charged round the bedroom, terrified the cat. Yeah, sure it did. Yeah, it was. It was very frightened. I, th I think it was about as frightened as I was. Um, but it, it made an, a lot of noise. Cat ran off down the stairs. So we, my wife actually took control of the situation, as, as wives do. Probably just as well. Just as well. So she shut herself in the bedroom with this squirrel, and it charged round and round for a bit, and then she opened the window, and it ran out the window. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. come back. No, no, we, we blocked up its, its way in. It kind of chewed its way through, uh, through the ceiling mm. into the airing cupboard, made a little nest for itself. Oh. And, um, yeah, it hasn't come back. She, she kind of put, pushed a stone into the, the hole where it had come through and sprayed it with bleach and one thing or another to put off the squirrel. But mm. you don't want them in your roof because no. they, they eat through cables and Yes, things. yes. So, Nuisance. yeah, that wasn't great. The good news is, um, I've got a song, the Mississippi Squirrel Revival, <laughs> to play now, right. <laughs> to finish off this segment. Okay. And, um, yeah, just apologies to everyone that's listening. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Yeah, we sets me off. It's not my fault. Well, yeah, the trouble is I've set myself off as well. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do now. Okay. We'll do the on-air live truffle tasting. Oh, fantastic. You've got the truffles. I have. I've got a, a, a big bag full of truffles here. Yeah. And, and I've got a half-empty bag. Yeah. Maybe we should try the half-empty bag first. I think we should, yes. So, so Should I do this with sound effect? Yes. This is the truffle bag being rustled. Yes. And I'm, I'm now... Picking a truffle out. Would you like one? I would. I will offer one to you. Thank there you. you. Go. I think we can 
dispense with the rustling now. Is that enough rustling? I can only hear rustling. I can't <laughs> hear you. All right. Um, now, oh. these are Willy Cacao's uh, passion fruit truffles. Willy Cacao um, is a factory uh, firm that make them in Tiverton. Uh, local truffles. Yes, local truffles. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to try mine first. Sorry, I've lost it again. But anyway, so popping it in. Very good. Yeah, mm. very creamy. Very tasty. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Would you like more sound effects or is that enough right. truffles? I think that's enough. Actually. Mm. Oh, that's good. Very nice though. Like horses? Yeah, I've only ever been on a horse once. And did it go well? Um, it was very large, the horse. It was called Duchess. This is a little time ago, Paul. Uh, yes, okay. Um, and it was up on Exmoor. And I was with a group of children because I was teaching at the time. And um, Duchess... I don't know what she'd been eating, but she broke wind all the way round the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the trail we yeah. were on. You sure and it was I, Duchess? I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stop her doing that, and I couldn't make her go anywhere she didn't want to go. She just had her own, you know, uh, her own route she was going to follow, and she was going to follow it, whatever I did. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great... I didn't enjoy it very much, I no. have to say. I've never been on a horse since. The first time I went on a horse, I was on holiday at Westwood Ho the holiday camp there and they you could go on a little riding excursion yeah, yeah. i guess i was i don't know 10 or something mm. so i get on this horse and we're going on, my horse then bolts oh, goes off at 100 miles an hour and all i could hear was the instructor going pull the reins pull the reins uh, yeah they don't take any notice though if, you, if they don't want to they don't, no. they don't do anything i was just trying to hang on for dear life yeah, really absolutely. never mind the reins um, yeah. but yeah. yes there you go yeah so horses no, we covered horses now, I think. Well, I think so, yeah. There's always more to say about everything, isn't there? But, yeah, horses. Yeah. Yeah, Have I been on a horse since? I, I did a donkey derby once. <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> Does it not? No, it's not a horse. <laughs> it's a donkey. they got four legs and a head. <laughs> <laughs> Animals, you have some important news for us. Well, I do, yeah. This is, um, this is a, an item from The Times a couple of days ago. It's a story from Germany near Leipzig. Lovely. Uh, involving a dead chicken and a crocodile. <laughs> Sorry, is your tea gone down the wrong way then? No, I was just having a crafty slurp and then you threw that at me. Okay, Okay, I'll quote a little bit. It, it's, um, it says, Authorities in Germany trying to find a crocodile spotted several times in a river have used a dead chicken hanging above the water as bait to lure it in front of a wildlife camera. The bird has been removed at night. Now, our listener will, will get the, the relevance of this. The bird's been removed at night to stop foxes or raccoons stealing Oh, it. raccoons. So they're in Germany as well. Mm-hmm. A stretch of the river 35 miles west of Leipzig has been closed to bathers and boats since the end of last month when anglers reported seeing a crocodile. A week ago, a woman said she spotted a two-metre-long crocodile on the riverbank with its mouth wide open. So it's a fair size. It is, yeah, yeah. So initially, anyway, so far the chicken ploy hasn't hasn't worked. Now, I've got sympathy with the police on this because initially the search was hampered because <laughs> the police had only a rubber dinghy and were reluctant to use it, <laughs> which you can kind of understand, can't you? Yeah. But a more stable boat uh, was found. A crocodile expert has now joined the search. There are no reports of anyone missing a crocodile, but it's not uncommon for reptiles kept as pets to be released once they become too too difficult, is the word. Too difficult, yeah. I think too big is probably what, what they're after. 
Um, so that's a bit of fun, isn't it? It is, yeah. So where have we got to avoid on our holidays? Uh, it's a stretch of the River Unstrut. That's how it, it's kind of pronounced, I think, uh, near Leipzig in Germany. Perhaps, perhaps that's on the government's list of no-go zones at the moment. <laughs> yes, what if you go? They're probably not going to come back, are you? And don't go in a rubber dinghy. Definitely not. our advice. <laughs> we're not experts, but yeah, that's Health and safety tip. <laughs> We're doing animals. Uh, We've heard about the crocodile in the river. Now, I have some interesting news about the laws relating animals. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. Because the UK is a nation of pet lovers. Uh, Together, we have an estimated 51 million animals living beside us in our homes, providing brilliant company and unconditional love. They do, don't they? They do. They do. Yet, many doting pet owners are not aware of a range of unusuals which, if broken, could lead to fines of up to £5,000 or a potential criminal record. That's for doing what? Well, that's what I'm coming on to. For example, not having spare poo bags on a walk. (laughs) (laughs) It is every dog owner's responsibility by law to pick up after their beloved pets and to carry poo bags on every walk. Um, However, do you always remember to carry spares? We've got a dog, have you? But no, I've got two cats, and we don't take them walking. No, so. um, but dog owners in da- Daventry, Northamptonshire, could face a fine of up to a hundred pounds if they're caught without a spare poo bag. That's harsh, isn't it? Mm. Well, there are there are dog owners who who pick up their dog's poo and put it in a bag, and then leave the bag dangling on a, a nearby branch, which always irritates oh, me yes. massively. I can't but stand still. that. Can't stand that. We're moving to the Lancashire coast now. If your dog gets notoriously excited by seaside walks, you may need to tame your vocal pup before heading to the Lancashire coast. You could find yourself in hot water if you cause your dog to bark here, as it is illegal to incite your dog to bark unless instructed to do so by a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) What possible circumstances might that happen? Well, I don't know, but, you know, a copper could come along and say, good to get your dog to bark. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of the circumstances under which that would be okay. Actually, you've got a dog barking two doors down from you now, mate. Well, Paul, here's another item of news from uh, from Europe. Uh, it's from France this time. France, yes. And, and it is kind of animal related, although it's about an insect. Well, I don't think we're going to be picky about that, are we? No. No, no. So an insect counts as an animal. Yeah, of course, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, this is about an 80-year-old gentleman living in the village of Parcours-Chenot in Lovely. France. Great pronunciation. Thank you very much. Yes. Shall I say it again? Yes, why not? Thank you. Parcours-Chenot. <laughs> That's where he lived. Yes. And I don't know whether you've ever had one of these, but I, I've seen one, like an electric fly swatter. Yes. They're little battery-operated things, and if you zap a fly, you, you kill it. Oh. because it's got an electrical current running through it. Anyway, he was about to eat his dinner, and he had one of these fly swatters, electric fly swatters, to swat a fly. So he swatted it. But as he swatted it, there was a spark from this electric fly swatter. And unfortunately, in his house, there was a leaking... <laughs> there was a leaking gas canister. Right. So, And the spark caused an explosion, which destroyed his kitchen and blew most of the roof off. So... <laughs> I think he regretted his act of fly homicide. Oh, damn. Um, so, yeah, blew his roof off, really? a fly. It's not easy, is it? <laughs> no. I don't know what it is about well, stories from, you know, from Europe today, which seem to, is, seem well, to be yes, classics, really. Well, nothing, nothing to do with us anymore, Europe. No, no, no. no. Okay. I've got more news on laws that you can break with your animal. 
Now, here's another one. This is probably one of the most bizarre laws on the list and one with the most barbaric history. Uh, while the likelihood of you stumbling upon the Queen's last of two surviving dogs, Vulcan and Candy, whilst on a walk with your pooch, uh, is probably quite low, you should know, just in case, that it is an offence for your pet to mate with any pet from the royal household without asking permission first. <laughs> Who says? Well, I, I don't well it's know. a law, is it? Yeah, it's a law. Yeah, you could land yourself with a big fine. Oh, well, okay, yeah. I'll be careful. So be careful. Another thing that you mustn't do is keep your cows off the street in the daytime. Well, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. The Metropolitan Streets Act of 1867 states that no cows may be driven down the roadway between the hours of 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Yeah, good hint. Yes. Hope farmers are listening. There are exceptions as there are with all things, you can have your cows on the streets if you receive prior approval from the commissioner of the police. Right. So right. I, we may do that straight after the show. Yeah, there's a lot of permissions to be to be asked for here, isn't there? Permission yeah. for your dog to mate with one of the Queen's dogs. Yeah. Permission to drive cows down the street. I mean, yeah. you know, I thought we lived in a libertarian society these days, but apparently not. No, no. Well, here's another one. Now, this will, you'll be outraged, this one. If you are a disgruntled neighbour of a particularly messy individual, don't get your hopes up just yet, as unfortunately, this law, having a pigsty at the front of your house, um, applies to literally pigsties, not metaphorical ones. So if your neighbour's house is a mess, that doesn't count. Um, According to the Town Police Clauses Act of 1847, one we're all familiar with, it's a criminal offence to have a pigsty in the front of your house unless appropriately hidden. Well, how do you hide a pigsty? Well, I don't know. If you have the, to disguise it or something. Um, if you're the owner of a pet pig, make sure that pigsty is in the rear garden or out of sight. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, I see. I mean, a lot of people used to keep a pig. Yeah. And they'd slaughter it in the autumn and smoke it with for ham and sausages. And <laughs> sorry to any vegetarians <laughs> listening, but... <laughs> a lovely vision. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Hugh, we can go and have a rest now. Good. Well, it's been lovely to see you again, mate. Yep, yep. It's been good. We'll, we'll come back again next week, shall we? I shall be here. Okay, excellent. Yes, so, uh, so anyways, well, goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. been listening to a bucket full of raccoons this has been an in-house production for torbay hospital radio the music used was happy life by freggy freggy has an account on soundcloud.com freggy music that's f-r-e-d-j-i music you can also find him on facebook and the music's promoted by the audio library on youtube hospital radio for torbay